0: Are you ready to start the second phase of your career journey? Do you feel like you are drowning in and overwhelmed with information about becoming an entrepreneur? Do you wish someone could just give you the step-by-step playbook and hold your hand through the whole process and save you time, money, and energy? Are you frustrated with your lack of progress and wish there was an easier way to grow an audience or scale your business? Maybe you already have a business, but you're stuck, not growing and not getting the clients you dreamed of. In my one-to-one six-month coaching program, we will work together to identify your niche and ideal audience, discover clarity and confidence, differentiate you from all others in your area of expertise, all while working on mindset. You'll walk away after six months with a strong foundation for brand and business success. You'll have access to my templates, learn email marketing, Pinterest marketing, how to blog, we'll review your website copy, and you'll even get an intro to SEO and so much more. Don't have a website? through my boutique brand agency my team and I build brands and launch businesses you can think of it as a brand in a box we do it all for you and with you no need to get multiple estimates and work with people all over the place it's one-stop shopping after six months you'll be able to launch or relaunch your business with confidence and be on the fast track for success no more overwhelm, frustration be gone When you hire me as your business coach, you don't have to build a business alone. You don't have to fail your way forward. No longer do you have to overinvest and settle for minimal results. Let me help and guide you step by step, piece by piece, to create a long-term foundation for success and a thriving, profitable business. And let's have fun while we build it. To apply and connect to see if we're a good fit for each other, visit my website, therobingraham.com forward slash brand and business coach. I look forward to learning more about your goals and dreams and helping you make them a reality. Hello, friends. Welcome to the second phase podcast. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a certified brand strategist and business coach. You might be wondering why the second phase, the second phase may be a change in careers and learning how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship, a significant lifestyle change, Going from stay-at-home parent to starting a business, a traumatic loss, a move, or an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition, you are here to discover your second phase. Learn about creating a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact. To grow as your authentic selves and follow your callings, values, visions, and passions. And to learn how to build a solid foundation for long-term brand and business success. Through interviews and solo episodes, we'll be diving into inspiring stories, life and business journeys of failure and success, and the strategies and tools used along the way. You ready to learn? Grab your coffee, the car keys, or the dog's leash, and let's dive in to this episode. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. Today's guest spent many years in school to become a lawyer and get an MBA, all to not be able to find a job that fulfilled her. So what did she do? She became an entrepreneur. Like any smart woman would, she took matters into her own hands and created a life and career she loves. Today, she's here to share her journey and teach us how podcasting can be a great tool for generating revenue in our business. So grab your cup of coffee or your glass of wine, whatever time of day you're listening, and let's dive into how we can monetize podcasts. Yeah, exciting. Thank you so much for having me. and welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I am so glad you're here. And as a podcast host, I am excited to learn these tips, tricks, tools to monetizing this passion project of mine and see what we can do to help my listeners actually start a podcast and monetize one for themselves so that they too can have the benefits of this incredible tool, opportunity that we have to reach larger audiences and really people in masses, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's so possible, Robin. So I'm super excited to be here today and talk about this. Great. Now, will you tell the listeners a little bit about your journey? Because it's so funny, as you and I were talking before we started the show, so many of my guests have been attorneys that either left that career because they weren't satisfied or they were frustrated or stressed or overwhelmed or whatever the case may be. And you really never even got into it and you realized you weren't (laughs) going to be fulfilled. So tell us a little bit about your journey and like how you got to where you are today. And then let's dive right into how we can monetize podcasts.
1: Yeah, of course. Okay. So where my journey started is my idea was always I want to be a lawyer. That was my plan. That was my goal. And I worked really, really hard and long. I went to university for six years, went to law school, went to business school, got all the degrees. And then I was like, you know what? I don't think this is is me. (laughs) I just really missed my own creativity. I didn't feel like I could use my creativity in this field as a lawyer. And I think some lawyers definitely can, but for me, it was just not enough. I wanted to do more. And the industry is very, very corporate. And I think for some people, that is awesome, that is great, and they thrive in an environment like that. But for me, it was, just wasn't. To be honest, when I left university, when I got all my degrees, I got a pretty severe burnout, like it was bad. So I was like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) I don't want to start a very corporate career because I think this will only get worse. And it was really bad. Like I couldn't sleep, I couldn't eat. I had like physical things that were wrong. Like I had migraines and it was really bad. Um, So what I did is I started traveling. Not really running away from my problems, with kind And I uh, went backpacking for a few months. I went to Australia for 10 months. I lived there. I had some part time jobs just to get by and just to make a plan and to find out what I wanted to do. And when I was in Australia on the other side of the world, I realized that. That dream that I always had, like, oh, one day I want to have my own business and I want to be my own boss and I want to do what I want and what lights me up. And I realized now is the time. Like if not now, then when? Like this quote that you hear a lot in especially in the online business circles. But it's so true though. Everyone always told me, oh, you're too young. You should first get a job and start your career, get experience, and then maybe you can do your own thing. But I didn't want to do that. I just um, decided that I wanted to dive straight in and just start my own business and we'll see how it goes. And it has been a journey, but I'm still here. It's uh, almost two years ago that I started my business and ups and downs, but I'm still going and I love it. I love what I do and I am pretty certain that I would never feel so fulfilled in my job and in what I do every day if I would have a corporate career.
0: I love that. I love that you took that action and you kind of put aside what other people were telling you because so often we are, you know, grounded in fear and it holds us back from moving forward. And then we have all these people telling us that, oh no, it's not the right time or, oh no, you're too young or, oh no, you can't afford to do that. Whatever those voices are saying and you shut them down, and you went ahead and followed your dream, your plans, your goals, and you've achieved that. So tell me how you got into podcasting. Like, How did you decide that that was going to be your entrepreneurial journey?
1: Yeah. When I started, I had no idea that there was work in podcasting. I thought, okay, well, podcasting, if you have your own podcast, that's how you can make money podcasting, but otherwise there's no work there. But I took an online course to get started and it was a course to become a VA, so a virtual assistant. And in that course, you had separate models about different aspects on how you could work with clients, how you can help clients as a virtual assistant. And there was social media management, blogging, PR, all these different things, but also podcast management. And when I saw that module, I was like, Oh, wow, that is that is awesome. Is this a job? Do people actually do this? Do people make a living doing this? So I got so excited when I took this module and I, I learned all about podcast management. I was already listening to so many podcasts every day for years. So when I saw this, I was like, this is it. This is for me. So I just dove in I learned everything there was about podcast management got my first few clients and I started as a freelance podcast manager and I did that for about a year I think and I realized that I loved working in podcasting but I am not the perfect podcast manager I think a podcast manager needs to be really precise and just Get all of the editing show notes. It all needs to be done in time and done in a good way, and just needs to be there. But it was getting a little bit of the same for me, even though I work for different clients, different podcasts, and I I really enjoyed listening to all these podcasts while I was editing. I enjoyed that part a lot. But I also That's a bonus. <laughs> oh, definitely, I learned so much just about random topics just by editing podcasts. But I also realized that this was not my zone of genius. I think other people are actually better at this. But what I really liked about it is sometimes I had a conversation with a client and I could help them find new ways to promote their podcast or to expand their reach or to be more visible as a podcaster. And that is what I, what really lit me up. I was like, this gives me so much energy. And also my master's is in strategy. So it kind of came full circle when I realized that it, I really like this aspect of the work. So I pivoted my business a little bit, moved into podcast strategy. And then after a while, I niche down more into podcast monetization, because my favorite thing in the world is to help someone find a way to monetize their podcast. So to find a profitable business model for their podcast.
0: So how do people work with you? I'm just curious how your business is actually running, because I think this is a great example. There are so many people, and I know there are people who listen to the podcast that are VAs or social media managers or podcast editors. So tell me a little bit how people work with you then. Like, how do you take their podcast and help them monetize it?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I work mostly one-on-one with clients, but I also have a mastermind. So we work in a group going through in group calls, sort of brainstorming at the start. Okay, what can you do to monetize your podcast? What makes sense? What makes sense for your audience? What makes sense for you? Because you are the one who needs to do this, right? Uh, So we come up with a monetization strategy and then I also help implement it. So yeah, that's the main thing I do in my business. We also started offering podcast management again recently, but I built a team of amazing women who helped me do that. So all the things I'm not good at, they do that for me, for our clients. So that has been really amazing.
0: I love that. So you have other people that you've given jobs to so that you can stay in your zone of genius because that's how you're going to ultimately create a business that's going to have long-term success is working in your zone of genius, right?
1: Yeah, that is that is the point that I'm now
0: finally after 2 years but yeah, yeah. But no, be thankful that it's been only 2 years because some people it it took a long time to get to their zone of genius. It took me more than 2 years. So, and I think that's why like people like you, people like me, we can share our stories so that it doesn't have to take other people so long. That's so important to be able to identify what your zone of genius is and then work in that and that's how you're going to grow faster. And have more success. Okay, so let's dive into the ways that we can monetize our podcast. So, you work based on five ways to monetize your podcast. You have five things that you recommend. So, what are those five things? Yeah, of course. Let me give you a little bit of an overview of what you can think of when you want to monetize your podcast.
1: I think the most common way, if podcasters think about monetization, the first thing they usually ask me is where can I find sponsorships? I think that is the most common way, but I'll have to say for most podcasters, this is not necessarily the most profitable way. Um, Let me give you an overview first, and then we'll probably go deeper into that, right? So, sponsorships is number one. Number two, affiliate links. Just like how many bloggers monetize their blogs, in podcasts, you also can add affiliate links for example in your show notes but also if you have a blog post about your episode which many many podcasters have you can use affiliate links here as well and for people who don't know what an affiliate link is you promote someone else's product and when people use your link to purchase this product you get a commission so that is number two affiliate links Uh, another way to monetize your podcast is by offering a membership Uh, this can also look Different ways, but it, it can really enhance that a community aspect of your podcast. Maybe you have a podcast about a very niche topic, and you really want to bring that community to your listeners, so that it can connect with other listeners with you. Then a membership is awesome. Many podcasters also ask for donations; very easy to set up as well. So that is a way to monetize your podcast. And the last one and my favorite way to monetize podcasts is by selling your
0: own products and services. So that is a little bit of an overview. I love that. So let's talk about sponsorships for a minute, because one of your philosophies is that you don't need a huge audience to monetize your podcast. And that goes along with so many people think they're not going to be able to get their ideal clients. They're not going to be able to reach anyone or have anyone hire them because they have a small number of followers. And when I say small numbers, I don't mean like 200. I mean, you know, like under 5,000. So how can we shift that mindset? Like, what are your thoughts on that? How have you come to this conclusion that you don't need a large number of followers to be able to monetize your podcast? Yeah,
1: of course. So why people think that you need a large audience to monetize your podcast is, like you said, sponsorships. This is what most people think about then, And the reason why you need a large audience following when you do sponsorships is there are actually two kinds of sponsorships so there is a model where you can get paid per thousand of downloads for an episode so per 1000 downloads a sponsor pays on average 25 dollars that is not a lot for a lot of effort that goes into getting a 1000 downloads um, there's also more like niche sponsorships or if you have a sponsorship deal directly with the sponsor. And then usually you just say, okay, there are on average so many li- listeners uh, listening to a- an episode. This is what I charge for a sponsorship snippet. Will you pay that or not? And you just make a deal. You negotiate a deal with a sponsor. And then numbers are really, really important. But like I said, $25 for a thousand downloads that is really not a lot. Yeah. Um, I think for some podcasters that this can be a really good opportunity. For example, if you started your podcast as a hobby and you just want to kind of like keep it a hobby, you enjoy doing this, but you don't want to spend time on coming up with a business model or selling stuff, or you just like, leave me alone. Let me, let me do my podcast. Then this is easy, right? Maybe by accident, you just, grew a large audience and you're like I just want to keep doing what I'm doing just $25 sounds good then this is an opportunity but for most of us especially if you have your own business and you also have a podcast it doesn't really make sense to do it this way I think selling your own products or services is way more profitable because even if you get one new client from your podcast it doesn't even matter what you offer but if you got one new client it's usually more than $25 right
0: <laughs> right and i'm thinking too for that i mean you you'd have to have 4000 downloads to even make $100 So, you know, that's a lot. You have to have a very thriving podcast to be able to make a lot of money on that type of sponsorship. I think that the sponsorship models that I've seen that are more effective are, you know, you pay me $250 and I'll run an ad for you three times in a month or on three episodes. You know, things like that, I think would be more efficient because you'd make more money than just $25 on a thousand downloads. I'm sure you're probably going to talk about this, but you have to make sure that any of these sponsorships are going to align with the values of your business and your podcast. And that can be challenging in and of itself because people want you to sponsor something and money looks great, but if it doesn't align, then you're going to confuse your audience.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That is definitely a problem that some podcasts have because even if it's one sponsor, but if you have a few different sponsors in every episode, sometimes I start listening to a new podcast and I'm very excited. Oh, I found this exciting new podcast. And then the first thing I hear is like three sponsor sh- snippets of like, so the first three or a minute and a half is all just noise in my ear that I'm just like, that is not why I'm listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. So it can definitely put off new listeners if you have that I think your job as a podcast host is to really think about your audience and how you can serve them. And that is also why selling your own products or services is my favorite way of monetizing podcasts, because this gives you the opportunity to really serve your audience. If you just run an ad, it's just for the money, right? Mm -hmm. Usually not really something that aligns 100% with your brand. And I understand that podcasters want to make money. I mean, I totally understand. But if you talk to your audience, see what they need, and then give them new the opportunity to work with you so that you can help them achieve that, whatever that is, maybe you're a coach and you can help people get a transformation, help them in their business, in their life, whatever it is that you do, you can always serve your listeners so much better if you just offer your own services or products.
0: Yeah, I agree. And like you said, it has to provide value to your listeners. So if you're going to try to monetize your podcast and you want to do that through sponsorships, think of organizations you work with tools you use and use those affiliate links you know maybe it's a coach or a mastermind you've worked with that is offering an affiliate link maybe it's a tool like active campaign or you know something like that that you actually use every single day in your business and have found value in it right and then you can use that alongside promoting your own business because then it's, you can actually have both going on at the same time. But my one question I have for you, and I'm thinking if you have sponsorships coming onto your show or people are, you know, offering to pay you, you there has to be a contract in place. So at that point you're also incurring legal cost to have a contract, right? So you really have to consider like is this worth it? Because if you have to pay an attorney to draft a contract for you and then you have to go through the steps of having contract signed and all of that, it's actually a lot of additional work versus just promoting your own products and services.
1: Absolutely, and you have to negotiate a deal that is also it can also be a lot of work depending on how negotiations go. But definitely, yeah, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not just, oh, I'll just add this sponsor snippet and that's it. Yeah. There is definitely more work going into that. And then you also have the risk that it puts off new listeners and the listeners that are there. They love your podcast. They love what you do. So for them, it's also way more interesting to hear what you do, what you have to offer because they're there every week listening to your podcast. So if you tell them, oh, do you want more? Okay, I can help you even more. I can help you achieve this transformation or I can put you in contact with other listeners through my membership. Or like you said, these are tools that I use. These are awesome because these people who are listening to you every week, they trust you. Mm -hmm. So you also don't want to... Confuse. Yeah, you don't want to confuse them. You want them to keep trusting you by offering the right things that will get them further in their journey. Yes. And like you said, affiliate links are also cool to do that. Uh, another way to come up with what to offer in affiliate links is what questions do you get asked a lot? So for me, people ask me, podcasters ask me always, what do you use to create audiograms? Okay, then I know that that is an affiliate link that is always in my show notes because I know people want to know what I use to create audiograms. So what do you use to create
0: audiograms? <laughs> I use wave. (laughs) That's a good one. There's another one too, right? What's the other one called? Wave and... Headliner. Headliner. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the membership idea. How do you do a membership for your podcast? Is the membership more within your business or is the membership a membership where people pay to download your episodes? How does that work?
1: Good question, but you can do whatever you want. You are the boss. <laughs> so it really depends on what your audience wants and, of course, what you want. But I always tell people who want to monetize a podcast, talk to your audience. Step number one is ask your audience what they want and how you can serve them. So if people want to connect more with you, what you can do in a membership is offer a Q&A session every month with you or with you and a guest for example, maybe they want more input in what kind of episodes you do or in questions that you ask to your guests. So what you can do then is to create a membership and post uh, polls so that people can help you decide what episodes to post. Or uh, maybe they want to record their own voice to ask a question that you can use in the episodes. You can do really whatever you want. A common tool or software to do this is Patreon. And Patreon, you can set up uh, different tiers. So usually people, I think they recommend having uh, three different tiers. So a, or you can also do more content for them, by the way. So cheaper tier is usually just to support you as a podcaster. Then second tier is extra content or live Q&A call every month. And then the third, more expensive tier is something extra like a new masterclass about your topic every month you can really do whatever you want there's like all this freedom and if that overwhelms you because I also see that that some podcasts are like okay so I can do whatever I want so ah, what do I do yeah right but
0: (laughs) the answer is ask your audience what do they want yeah, I love that polling your audience is so key I think for any type of program you design. So that's a great recommendation. And then donations. Like I would feel so weird asking for donations, but do people actually do that and what is the success rate with that? And how do they how do they approach it? There are definitely people that have success with
1: this. There is this tool I think it's called Buy Me a Coffee or something like that. So it makes it a little bit more tangible. It's not just like, "Oh, just transfer me money but it's buy me a coffee as a thank you for making this podcast so it's already a little bit more like okay this is why I'm I'm transferring this money because then Robin can buy herself a coffee so it's more of a thank you and there are definitely people who who do this I am personally not a huge fan of this like I personally never do this (laughs) yeah But maybe that's just me. I think it's nice if you can do something in return to really like serve your audience more. And I think you need a very engaged audience to be able to pull this off and to actually make some money from donations.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can see where, you know, if you're providing, which I think as podcasters, most of us are providing value for our listeners. So, you know, as long as you're providing value, I think there are people who would be willing to do that to support you. So that brings us to selling your own products and services, which I know for me, I do put an ad about my coaching services on my podcast episodes, because that's how I can help people more effectively, more intimately, and really help them launch their businesses for long-term success. But how do you suggest people go about doing this? People don't want to listen to a five-minute ad. so. True. What are your biggest tips, most successful tips for doing this, for promoting your own products and services?
1: Yeah. So, what you can do, like you said, you can record an ad snippet that you just put in every episode. And you kind of have three options. You have the intro where you can talk about your services, you can do a mid roll ad. So, that means that it's in the middle of the episode. You just take a break from the episode, talk about your product, and then you go back into the episode. Uh, And in the outro. And what I always tell my clients is think about doing all three, but then you want to keep it short and to the point, and you want to use it in a different way. So, the intro, I wouldn't go too deep into things there because people are just there. Like, you haven't provided any value when they listen to the intro. So, if you have been podcasting for a really long time and you have a very large, loyal following, Okay, maybe you can pull that off, but especially when you don't have a large audience or you haven't been podcasting for that long, then you don't want, like you said, you don't want to have a five minute ad. Uh, I have listened to podcasts who have this and I skip through or I just be like, okay, never mind. I'll listen to another. So you don't want that. So in the intro, I would keep it like super, super short, like super short, maybe like two sentences and that's it. Uh, Uh, in mid roll, you can take a little bit more time because you already provided value. People know why you're there and you can have a cliffhanger before your mid roll ad. So what you can do if you have a guest interview, you ask a question the listener wants to know the answer. And then you're like, okay, well, I just want to take a really quick one minute break to tell you about my product. And I mean, the person who is listening, they want to learn the answer. They want to know the answer to the question that you just asked. So they're going to stick around for that one minute because it's only a minute. So like I said, a minute is, I think a good, good length for an ad snippet. You don't want to do five minutes or anything like that. So really keep it short to the point and, It's like an elevator pitch for your product. So don't just ramble on and on and on about it, but vary to the points. And then at the end, I think this is something that many podcasters actually skip. In the outro, you want to have a call to action that relates to that ad snippet that you had in the middle, because in the middle of the episode, people will hear it. Maybe they even find it very, very interesting, but they want to hear the rest of the episode. So they're not going to do anything. So what you want to do in the outro is say, hey, remember that I told you about that product. This is where you can find it. And then you just
0: say what people need to go. Oh, I love that. I had never thought about doing it that way. So that's excellent. And I love, and I've listened to podcasts where they do that. They ask the question and then do the mid-roll and then come back and answer the question. So I love that. That's a great idea. So listeners, you may see some differences in the second phase podcast. (laughs) <laughs> in our format. I love that. Okay, so and before we close out, do you have any other like just amazing tips that will help someone who is considering starting a podcast to go, you know, full speed ahead and actually do it. I think so many people are afraid to do it because it is very time consuming and it also is can be overwhelming to think about sitting and talking into a mic for a half an hour every single week. But What do you have as far as suggestions go for anyone who's contemplating starting a podcast and who also wants to add that additional revenue stream into their business?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I do agree. Like for some people, it can be very overwhelming and there are a lot of moving parts in podcasting. So what I would suggest is when you start, commit to it for yourself. Uh, What happens a lot is that people are very excited when they start their podcast. I'm going to be a big podcaster. I'm going to do this. This is awesome. And then 10 episodes in, maybe the download numbers are not what you expected, or you don't really get any comments on your podcast, or mm, you'd feel like no one's listening. That happens a lot. And then people stop. This is called pod fade and it happens a lot. And I have totally been there. I have another podcast. <laughs> My first podcast, this happened there. So like, no shame there uh, happens to many podcasters, but it is a shame. So be aware of this, that this is a problem that you can encounter. So set yourself up for success. And for some people that is creating a backlog of episodes before you launch, that is what I always suggest so that you don't have to show up for your podcast every single week. If life happens and you get busy, okay, no problem. You have some time to not record episodes for a while before you really have to. So I think that is important. And And also don't put too much importance into the download numbers. Don't, maybe don't look at your download numbers at all. (laughs) It's very difficult because of course we want as many downloads as possible. And you want to reach many people with your podcast. But like we already talked about, it doesn't really matter. I think download numbers are a little bit like likes on Instagram. It doesn't save much. You can have a very profitable podcast With 20 listeners per episode, and you can have a not profitable podcast with 1,000 listeners per episode. It doesn't really say anything. It's more about how do you help these people because they're actual people listening to your voice. The number is a person. So that's actually really, really cool. So, my two tips are make the commitment to yourself so that you can keep going, enjoy the journey, enjoy the process. Don't look at your numbers and don't focus too much on growing your audience before you start monetizing a podcast. That is also related to the don't look at your numbers because it's like a trap. Okay, you, you start podcasting, you want to grow your audience more and more and more, but your audience is never big enough. I mean, that's what it feels like. So you can grow your audience indefinitely and then still not have a profitable podcast. So think about monetization before you think it's possible because it is possible from
0: the first episode, basically. I love that. Those are great recommendations. So, Anne, how can everyone find you? And you have a free ebook that I think everyone would enjoy reading. I know I did before the show, of course, while I was stalking you. (laughs) (laughs) I downloaded that so I could be very well versed on this subject but tell the listeners where they can find you how they can connect with you and where they can find that ebook please yeah so my website is thepodcastbabes.com that's where you can find the
1: ebook thepodcastbabes.com slash podcast is where you can find my podcast which is also called the podcast babes I am the podcast babes on Instagram and also on Facebook and on Clubhouse so I'm everywhere the podcast babes (laughs) it's very easy (laughs)
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all of this great information. Thank you, Robin. It was so fun to be here. And that's a wrap, friends. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review. That would mean the world to me. If you know someone who could use the information shared today, please share the episode with them too. And let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn as the Robin Graham. Lastly, if you'd like more information on personal branding and brand marketing strategies, be sure to join my email list and the female entrepreneur insider Facebook group. We are there every week with tips and trainings to help you build a solid foundation for brand and business success. And don't forget on the website, you can find a plethora of free resources. Go to the Robin forward slash resources and download any of the free resources that I have created to help you build a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact. Until next time, remember to smile.